Welcome to the latest episode of Lipstick Coffee Jesus. I'm Sean. I'm Vanity. And we're excited about today's discussion. But before we start, you know what we do each and every time. We tell you all which one of our illustrious products we are sipping on for the day. And I think Vanity should start. It's funny you say which one, because at this point, I feel like I'm kind of like a broken record. If I'm having coffee, it's usually one of a few brands. And if it's tea, it's usually one of a few brands. Um, But today, yeah, and I'm coming back with the same, oh, same old. (laughs) Because if it's not broke, why fix it? But I have some royalty. I love, I was never a dark roast kind of girl before um, we started selling our own coffee. But I've just really fallen in love with a good dark roast. So between royalty and Havana nights, um, I usually rotate those uh, those in and out. Sometimes I'll slip some king and queens in there, but today I, I have royalty. And ironically so, so do I. Uh, we oh, twinsies. I know, <laughs> that doesn't happen often. It never happens, <laughs> never ever. Because usually if you're drinking coffee, I'm drinking tea. Or if I'm drinking tea, you're drinking coffee. So, oh, look at that. Yeah, I know. This is crazy. Look at at how things are aligning on a week that nothing aligned. But we'll get to that. We will get to that, y'all. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, Oh my goodness. The life and times of our good sis. Oh, praise God, you made it, girl. Yes, we will talk about that later. We're going to, y'all know how we do. We start with our main subject and somehow we get to all these other things. Uh, it's just, you know, a tangent that turns into a rabbit hole that turns into a soliloquy or something. And then we make it back to where we started. I'm it's, telling you. It's all good. I feel like our listeners should know us by now. They we're should. Come, two things, three things we're always going to come with. What we're drinking a rabbit hole, and coming full circle. All three of those things always happen in, in our shows. So it we works. should expect it by now. It's it us. works. Yes. It's us. So, yeah. So what what are we talking about today, Sean? So today, um, in us fashion, true us fashion, um, we're going to start with uh, basically what we talked about in Life and Lattes. So we will not reveal... Um, anyone who attended our Life and Lattes group for the month of February, uh, we spoke about um, basically a little bit about self-care and about us and not self-care in the sense of like massages and all that, which is great, but more so how are we truly caring for ourselves? Um, You know, are we being gracious to ourselves? Are we being kind to ourselves? And so Vanity gave a series of questions um, just about like giving us, what do you call those things? Like mental prompts, if you would. And we want to talk about those. We want to talk about our answers to that. And then I'm sure we'll talk about some other things because that's how we do. Do you want me to do, in case someone wants to do this and they're a listener, do you want me to just go through all of the questions? I um, think that would be great. Yeah. And it gives them a sneak peek of our life in lattes. So you know, like, what we're doing in there. Right. And so the theme for this month, because it's Valentine's Day, a lot of February is centered around love outside of 
Black History Month, um, a lot of is focused on love relationships and things like that. So these are a series of questions to ask yourself and reflect to just see how well you love and treat yourself. So the first question is, do you consider yourself well loved? The next question is, when is the last time you did something nice for yourself? The third question is, do you have a hard time receiving compliments? The fourth question was, do you look at yourself in the mirror and do you like what you see? The fifth question was, when is the last time you called yourself beautiful? The sixth question was, how does your perception of yourself determine how you treat yourself? Question seven was, what do you think is a barrier preventing you from loving yourself better? Question number eight was, what are some external issues that hinder your self-image? Nine was, do you have a self-care routine and how often do you practice it? And then 10 was, write at least one goal you will commit to, to loving yourself better. So hopefully you're going to put that in our write-up, right? Or something. We'll figure okay. it out. We'll either do like a series of posts or, or something. Well, Ooh, maybe, that, honestly, that, maybe great. we could do, prob- we'll probably do a series of posts over the next um over the next week that we can really dive into that because I don't want to just list them all but maybe each day for like Monday through Friday for the next two weeks we can do like journal prompts or something we'll figure it out but we'll make sure that they're out there so people can answer them I love that because you know content is hard to come up with okay listen honey (laughs) listen repurpose honey yes re purpose that is 10 that is 10 posts right there and those are some good questions so I'm not even gonna fake like I'm not just saying that because I came up with that quiz myself but those are some good questions and hard like to really sit there and think about how you treat yourself how you really feel about yourself the time that you really invest in yourself because it's real busy a lot of times we think about success from a external point of view like uh like how how our how our money looks how our businesses look how these external things look but really success starts with how you treat yourself and how you invest in yourself and if you don't show up for yourself you won't be able to show up to all these things and be successful but anyways that's I don't want to get on a soapbox and we didn't even start going through these questions yeah, yet. So. Correct. But yeah, once y'all see these questions, make sure you uh pretend that this is the first time you've seen it. So even if, even if it's not something they're repeating. They do bear repeating. <laughs> Cause listen, I'm looking at these questions like, ooh, I still need to do some work. So let's pick a question. Um yeah, pick a question and we'll go through one of those. I think that the one that resonated most with me was how does your perception of yourself determine how you treat yourself and I know for me for a long time I had a more negative perception of myself and because you know I've I've been talking about this quite a bit about coming trying to not be such a perfectionist and in operating in a performance-based space for so long where you have to be perfect, um, that really skewed my perception of who I was. And I noticed that now that I'm learning to be more gracious 
with myself that I have a much better esteem about who I am, my abilities, my confidence, and that has allowed me to venture out and do more things, be willing to try more things, be willing to fail, be less controlling, um, be more at peace. I have way less anxiety. I can't think of the last time I called you like mini in a mini meltdown mode. You know, that used to be like a normal thing. Like, hey, like help best friend. I'm over here about to spontaneously combust over something that really is not a big deal, but in my mind it is, you know, so that that learning to be gracious and really just learning to go with the flow in life has helped me tremendously. I treat myself much better. I'm more intentional about investing in myself, whether it's with my candles or with my creativity or, you know, doing like the, the spa stuff still matters, but really just investing in myself, speaking well of myself, speaking over myself, um, really investing in the word and what the word says and just, yeah, cultivating the gifts. So it's just, it's just been really transformative. Uh, definitely my perception has been transformative over the past couple of months. I think that that was such a really great one. It was reflective for me because I do see the growth that I have. Um, I, I would say in the past, just because of life situations and scenarios, like I allowed others to determine like how I felt about myself. So, um, you know, when it comes to, you know, school, am I doing, am I doing well or what have you? If something didn't go well, like, is my perception of how they view my grades or whatever, does that, you know, does that play into how I feel about myself? Like, am I not smart enough? Am I not, you know, genius enough or what have you? And then when it comes to, when it came to like worth and value, like my two older kids, they're by uh, someone else and not by my husband. And the fact that I was like a single mom and all these things, like I always felt like, or back then I felt like, okay, you know, I have two kids, uh, you know, I'm not married, you know, all these things came to play. It's like, you know, maybe I'm not worth having a great relationship and all these things. And as I've gotten older, now you just recognize, and with life, you recognize that, you know, your percep you can't allow the perceptions of other people to play, to take place on, I'm going to repeat that. You cannot allow other people's perceptions to play in on your mind and how you think about you. And over, as I've said before, you know, the last probably several months, but even um, as I've grown through the years, recognizing that my worth and my value is not based on someone else. And so I've spent a lot of time investing in the things that I enjoy, the things that I like, the things that, you know, make me feel good about myself. And most of it has nothing to do with, it has nothing to do with the way that I look in the mirror. It has everything to do with what really makes me tick? What makes me the person that I am? And I can definitely say I am enjoying it. I, I just, I really am. And so before, yes, um, I, I would definitely say that um, my value of self was very, very different. Um, but today I, I'm very appreciative of who I am or who I've become. Me too, Chad. Me too. <laughs> Y'all don't understand, like, y'all don't understand, but the two of us by ourselves was like a little bit of, we were a little bit of a mess, but together it was like, we were like a beautiful mess together. And so it'd be like, 
one minute one of us would be going through something it's like no friend let me help you and then one friend would get together and then the other person would like be going off the rails and be like no friend let me help you so it would just like be these series of let's continue to rescue one another from our dysfunction but the lord has brought us a long way so thank god we had each other to help us through those more unstable times but it's definitely much better that we can laugh more and cry less. Or if Listen. we're crying, it's that like hallmark or undercover boss and not that our lives are falling apart. So it's definitely been a blessing. And um, I wanted to just kind of piggyback off of what you said about relationships, because the one thing that I noticed is that the work, the personal work that I've been doing has allowed me to show up as a more settled, confident version of myself. And now that I'm back on the market, so to speak, um, it makes a huge difference of having some standards, having some self-worth and some self-values. Not that I didn't have that before, but just showing up as a more vibrant, confident, less shrunken version of myself has made a world of difference in navigating these post these pandemic dating streets, um, meeting new people, just being open to meeting people and just showing up as the most authentic version of myself that I can. Um, I know before I used to kind of filter myself so I'd have the group of people that I could be I'd say myself would, but nine times out of 10, I always felt like I had to hide something or I had to kind of downplay something or hold back on something because I was always fearful of how I would be received or if people would understand me. But now that I'm in a place that I'm more settled in who I am, I'm confident in who I am and I can just show up and just be who I am. And I've noticed that that has made a world of difference in how I've been navigating um, through this whole, what does it mean to try and be like dating in a pandemic and trying to be open to meet people, open to have conversations. Cause you know, before girl, I was just like, leave me alone. Like, I don't want to be bothered. Um, but now I was kind of like, okay, well, let's just see what's out there. Let's just go meet people. And just that whole perspective shift has been, it's just been a world of difference and just learning to enjoy life when you don't, I'm learning, I can enjoy life more because I'm not trying to control every situation. Um, and so that's just been, it's been such a help and just been more joyful for me. That is absolutely great. And like going back to what she said about, you know, where we come from, you posted something and of course this is not completely off, but, um, you said something about, um, like where we came from. And so, I would say maybe like a week or two ago, you posted something either on Instagram or on Facebook. It was like one of your memories. And on the memory- oh, is that the one about, was that about like the bus? Yes, girl. I was, yes, I, yes. I, I always post that memory because I don't ever want to forget. I don't Listen. ever want to forget where where the Lord has brought me from. Like, I don't ever want to forget that at all. I mean, praise God that I am where I am now, but I do not ever want to forget what that time period in my life there's just not enough success in the world to make me forget that there's just not so yeah but child we used to have some good times back then struggle bus i was like uh struggle bus besties (laughs) three kids and one bus and one bus (laughs) because that yeah i'm telling you i'm telling you and this is why I, when I see stuff and I see people and they post certain things, I'm like, that is a lie. When we met, 
we was both broke. Listen. Neither one of us had a car. Every now and again, your baby daddy at the time would let us use his car. So we would have that car we could ride around in. But nine times out of 10, we was taking the bus. You, me, and them two little kids. Because I don't even know if Gabe was here yet. But Gabe, it'd be had, like, Gabe had a little struggles. He didn't have as much as the other He didn't have as many. Yeah. But yeah. But still, like it was just us. It was us, them kids. And we did whatever we wanted to do. Like We had all our little adventures together. And that's why when I hear people and they say certain things about friendship and sisterhood and all this other stuff, I'm like, y'all, at the end of the day, if you choose to ride it out with somebody, you just make a choice. We made a choice that we was going to stick together. And that's what we did. We stuck together in each other's little basement rooms and little <laughs> side rooms and houses. And like, you know, like, that's what we y'all don't even they understand. Don't like, it, y'all yeah. don't understand. We have seen some things together. We wrote it oh, out together. Goodness. We struggled together. I'm telling you. It happens sitting on like the apartment floor. Like we don't have all the, no furniture. Listen. Like at sometimes it's like, oh, the lights is out, but you can come sit over here. But I like, I'm, and I'm not even, cause there's some memories and now that I'm thinking about that has just been like some not good times. And so it's just, you can find a friend who will really stick out life with you. You will find a person who will really stick out life with you and that's why sometimes when I see this stuff about sisterhood about oh I had kids oh I got married oh I did this really bottom line love is a choice friendship is a choice being intentional is a choice and you can shift with somebody throughout those different phases of life and yes the relationship changed you got married our relationship changed but it didn't it didn't die yeah it just looks because it just looks different. You know, at one point you used to tell me all your business. Now I don't get all the marriage secrets, but <laughs> do I need the marriage secrets? No, that's not my business. You know, so it's just a matter of really being mature and stop letting all these external things determine how you live your life. Um, that's just one thing I've learned, especially in this season, especially being single, because, you know, you have all that stuff out now about being high value and what's a high value man and what's a high value woman and how do you attract a high value spouse and people literally arguing over what is luxury. Let's normalize luxury. Let's normalize this. And I'm like, we've gotten so far away from what it really means, especially as believers, um, to just what it means to love, what it means to be friends and to serve one another, um, what it means to show up and stand in the gap. There's just so many, we've heaped on all these different teachings that sound good, but gotten away from the fundamental principles that God really intended when it comes to the covenant that is marriage and when it comes to relationship, which, which is friendship, that no wonder people can't find what they're looking for because every other week it's a new thing like this new high value stuff that's new that wasn't there before or they repurposed and repackaged it like we about to do with these questions um but it's it's just it's too it's too much and so we we keep on running to all these different things because we covet what we see other people have and we don't really one examine ourselves and two go really ask god like what is it that he desires for our lives and you can't if you don't know what you're supposed to be doing or who God created you to be and really operating in that, 
you're not going to get what you want. You're just not. You're constantly going to transform yourself for what you think the latest fad is or what the latest trend is, and you'll for, you'll never be satisfied. And that's honestly why these questions were so important. Because if you don't love yourself and you don't get to know yourself and who God created you to be, there's no way you can present yourself to another person and say, love me. Who are they loving? You don't know yourself. What are they getting into? Oh, you know what? What are they just You just said something. You just said something about the part about, you know, who God created you to be. And it really ties back into what you were saying about that, that luxury part. Because people mm-hmm. think that who God created you to be is based on titles and and when I say titles, I'm not talking about um in the church. I'm talking about just titles in general. Like we we bust our behinds to be the CEO of this or the director of this mm-hmm. or the VP of this or you know the 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 bishop or the elder or you know the archbishop or whatever whatever it is in your particular um you know your particular life or your avenue of life. And we hold our values so much on those things and we completely lose and forget, like you said, who God has created us to be. And I'm learning that it's not those things like though it, it re- those really just are things. Titles are things, but God has really created us to be so much more. And we downplay it because sometimes I think it's like, you know, we feel like we're not valued or we, we're not considered valuable if we don't obtain this type of lifestyle. We don't obtain, you know, like you said, luxury, like luxury is great. Yes. The Bible says, I, I wish above all things that you would uh, prosper and be in good health and you know, and be successful. Yes. It says that. But that last part sis. that last part, even uh, as your soul, that, see that part. And if your soul and the soul is not just the, it's not just the aspect or the avenue of um, your relationship with Christ, which is a huge component, huge component. How you how your relationship with God and Christ will ultimately determine how you feel about yourself. There's no way that you can be on awesome, you know, on bad terms with the creator, but on awesome terms with yourself. Please do not fool yourself into that. But what it really is, it's more than that. It's just like you have a a love and an awe and a a fear of God so much that you recognize that he has done you know that he has created you to be this awesome being in the image of him like imagine that the image of God like you you being created in the image of God and the image of God is not just a title like it's those things that he has put into you that makes you different like you may like bug collecting which i think is weird but that's me that's no that's hilarious though because that literally my cousin loves bugs like she is she is like all about bugs and she knows i hate (laughs) bugs so every now and again she'd be like she'll post like a moth or something she'd be like look and i'd be like oh my gosh why did you tag me but i love that she found what she loves and she's flourishing in that He created right, me and that's a bug the best lover. part. I can't do it. I don't want no critters. Oh, I don't like be- critters. Beloved, we know. <laughs> beloved, we know. <laughs> I don't like critters. We know. <laughs> but, you know, go ahead, cousin. I'm not mad at you because that's who God has created you to be. And you know what? If she wasn't assured in who she was, me saying, ill, I hate bugs, and enough people saying, ill, I hate bugs, 
would diminish what God has put in her, the light that he has caused her to be. Guess what? As much as I hate them, critters were cre- were created. They just really were. And they're useful. And, and then, yes, useful. there's an absolute purpose in the things that they're using. Now, I will say, I don't understand flies and mosquitoes. Someone help me to understand that. I don't understand it, but I know they're here. And so God created them. They was on the boat. Uh, I don't get it. Too, I so, don't know. Okay. I think they're a mutation. But Listen, get that's, that's, a mis- that's, that's a mystery <laughs> of God. That's one of the mysteries of Listen. God. Don't leave it there. You're going to have to explain <laughs> that one to me. I don't understand that one. Right. When, ask him when you get to heaven, sis. <laughs> God, what you meant by the mosquitoes? Hell, yes, <laughs> but like that—that's important. Like you know, oh, so you know my boy Steve Urkel. Steve Urkel loves some cheese. Now I like cheese, but I don't love cheese the way that he did. And it's just like, but that who? Well, that's who the TV creators uh, created him to be. But there's people out <laughs> there like that. I'm just saying, there's people out there like Stick that. To real humans. <laughs> But you got you got to know who you are and that your value yes. is not based on, you know, what other people say you should be and these titles and these things. Like, I really encourage people to know who you are. Know that. I don't know who said that. Know thyself. Right. Until that ounce off each I think that's I think that's Shakespeare. Don't quote oh, us, no. y'all. Poetry must start, yeah. starts in April. We'll come back to it then. <laughs> but yes, rant over. But yeah, I think it's really important that you said that because the other day, you know, I've been seeing so many posts about Kevin Samuels and hypergamy and luxury and what it means to be high value. And, you know, one of my favorite scriptures is Ephesians 2 and 10, and it says we are God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I made a post and said plot twist we're all high value have you ever seen a broke masterpiece have not. I sure haven't. have not have not and will not so if we're all god's masterpiece that means we're all high value the problem is is that we allow other people and external things to determine our worth and our value and we move accordingly like you said you have to know yourself we have a whole identity in christ we have a whole predestined, pre-affirmed identity that if we took the time to learn what that was or what that meant, we would not be so keen to fall prey to what society says, to what the next influential person says and operate in the spirit of what God says. And as believers, one of the most dangerous things we could do is diminish, like you said, who we are and who what God put in us because some other person, some human, says that we are not what God says. And so as believers, especially, but just in general, we have to really know what the word says about who we are as people. We have to know our identity because if we don't know our identity, then we'll fall for anything. And that's part of the reason why Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and they will not follow another. That knowing God's voice, knowing the voice of Jesus, that's not just for not sinning. That's for understanding what he said about you. So when you hear this other stuff, you can rebuke it. When you hear those other thoughts, you can bring those under captivity and subject them to the obedience of Christ or, you know, not to be all super deep about it. But that means that if a voice says something and it don't go what God says, you say, oh, no, that's not what God says about me. And so you have to you have to choose 
which voice you're going to listen to. And if you don't take the time to learn what God says, you won't hear that other voice. You'll just hear what society says, what your boss said. When you are a a disappointment, sometimes it's your family member and your friend, sometimes it's your spouse. You will listen to the wrong voice and you will live a whole life based on bad information. You ever see people do stuff and it's based on bad information? Like, you know what I mean? Back in the day, our government started a whole war on faulty information and it made a mess. A whole war and made a mess. But that's what happens when you don't listen to the right voice. You literally will create something that will be life altering and it will create a mess. And the consequences of it, you will forever be reaping the consequences of your decisions based on the fact that you went with the wrong voice. And that's what the enemy does. When it says that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, sometimes the enemy is not, we're not over here dying, but our purpose is dead. Our joy and our expectation is dead. Like we have a stolen identity. You know, it's just so many things. And we live, and sometimes we look at success and we look at some of these accolades and these things that we keep onto ourselves. And we say, oh, I'm good. I'm this. I have this title. I have this spouse. I have all these things, but I mean, things are cool. Don't get me wrong. Like me and you are like building an empire. So that's cool. But at the end of the day, when we get to heaven, God's not going to be like, oh, congratulations. You built a conglomerate. That's not what's going to get us a well done. It's just not. So you have to keep that stuff in perspective. Yes, the desires to be successful are cool, but none of that matters is if we have to forfeit and it's at the expense of the glory of God being exemplified in our life, or if we have to uh, sacrifice our, our Christian identity to do it. Like, that's just not, that's not what God put us on this earth for. And so when we're moving and operating during, throughout these different phases of life, whether you're seeking new love or new jobs or new work or whatever it is, we have to be mindful of our posture and our mentality because getting caught up in the wrong thing will help, help, help us leave it, living a life that wasn't designed for us, whether it's successful or not. Success is not the things is the success really needs to come down to are you obedient and is God well pleased? Because that's the other thing. We put, we attach God's name and blessings and manifestations to stuff that doesn't have nothing to do with God. And so we think that because we got, we secured the bag mm-hmm. that it was God. And we'll say, oh, look at my blessings. Nah, baby, that's your disobedience that you exalted yourself. But, you know, that's that's a different conversation, you know, but it, all of that stems back down to do you love yourself? Do you know what God says about you and how are you operating in that? Because sometimes saying yes to God means you got to say no to yourself. And sometimes loving yourself says means you got to say no. So if you say you love yourself and all you're doing is you having a year of yes, God bless Shonda Rhimes. But as a believer, you got to learn to sell yourself no. Because I had a year of yes and or a few years of yes, and I'm now trying to work off some 60 pounds I, I gained during that time. And on that note, Just we're going to go to another question. We'll do one more. So I think that the other one, well, we kind of talked about uh, self-care, but the other one that uh, I think was good was what do you think is a barrier Oh, no, wait, let's, we'll do this. We'll talk about the barrier and then you can talk, we can both talk about one thing we're committing to, to love Ooh, ourselves. okay, love So that. what do you, yeah. So what's a barrier that has pre- prevented or is preventing you from loving yourself Ugh. better? 
Okay, so I'll be real with y'all. I'm going to give y'all the answer <laughs> that I gave in Life and Lattes. And to be honest with you, it is cupcakes. So, y'all, cupcakes is my kryptonite. And I told them, like, don't, you know, I'm not trying to belittle anything else that anyone else has, like, that may be super deep. But for me, that's it. Like, it, it's cupcakes. And cupcakes just really, truly represent sweet. But I absolutely love cupcakes. And I wouldn't say it's a barrier for me yeah. to to love myself. But it is a barrier for me to do better than I could, you know. And so it, it just it just really is. I could do so much better if I could get and sh- get rid of and shake off my love for cupcakes. And that's you know, sweets are good as a whole, but like it's just it, it puts that. I think it's dopamine that it affects, like child that dopamine hits and. It puts me in a place of, like, complacency. Just one little cupcake. One little cupcake puts me in a place of complacency. And, you know, you don't go out and go do what you're supposed to do. You don't go walk. You don't go run. You don't go hit hit the bag. And the bag is downstairs in the basement. Don't hit the bag. Don't do none of the things I'm supposed to do off of some stupid cupcake. And it's not a barrier for, um you know, for loving myself, but it's a barrier for doing the things that I need to do. And I recognize that that is my thing. And everyone has a thing, you know, everyone has this thing that, you know, Paul says, you know, I ask that the Lord will remove the thorn from my side, you know, thrice. And <laughs> the Lord said, my grace is sufficient. And this thing is my one thing. Like it's so, it's so hard for me to let go of, um, and it's just like, what other things like this exist in my life that prevent me from being where I should be, that I have to continuously ask the Lord to please remove it, that I won't lie to you, I don't ask him to remove it. Um, I haven't gotten there, and I that's a short fall. I have not gotten to the point where I ask the Lord to help me curb, um, to help me curb this addiction to sweets. And I should, because it, it affects just more than exercise. Like, what about my heart? Like, in my doing well, I think this is, um, uh, what do you call it? Heart Healthy Awareness Month. Am I doing what I need mm-hmm. to do to make sure that my heart is good? That way I can stay around for my children. Is my cholesterol good? Like, all it affects all these different things. And it's just like, girl, you got to get it together. Like, you really got to get it together. Like, I will say that I did lose some of this initial corona um corona weight that I did have. Like my t shirts aren't like the Hulk right now. You know how he'd be busting out of them shirts? Like it's not like that anymore where I can fit my stuff. But it's just like you could do better. You could do better. They were no, tight. but that's real. That's all listen. Listen. It's like folks think that you're trying to be, you know, you're trying to be sexy and, you know, by having your stuff too tight. No, I've been eating too much. Like, it's not that. I don't have flesh. It's like my clothes don't fit. But yes, it's gotten better. It's gotten better. Oh my goodness. Well, praise God for the cupcake ministry. We both used to really, well, we both are have such a sweet tooth such a sweet tooth I will say praise God that 
the funny thing is, is that I'm at a point now where my body just be going on strike, y'all. It just really does. So I don't know if that's like the Lord's way of making me be compliant with what I said I wanted to do was lose, which is lose this weight. But over the past couple of months, like, and Sean will tell you, like, yo, like the stuff that used to, I used to eat no problem will literally like make me sick. Like I used to eat like banana pudding and a bunch of dairy stuff. Like my body does not really like dairy anymore. It really doesn't like a bunch of red meat and pork anymore. And I remember when you went vegan, Sean, I was like, ooh, girl. Vegetarian child. Because I can't vegan. vegan. That is way too strict. Yeah. Um, But I remember when you started doing all that and I was like, ooh, girl, God bless you. But then what do you know? Sis is over here. Her health is turning around and I'm over here. Like my body is like, girl, you tried it. And so I remember like my, I I tell this story often about how my mom and my brother started making changes. And I was like, ha ha, like y'all lactose intolerant and who's boo boo the fool up here is lactose intolerant now. Me too. So I've been have I've like been forced to make some of those changes. And like I said, treat yourself a few years back turned from, oh, I'm gonna eat a cupcakes to 60 pound later. I'm just like, oh, I'm, I went from like a, a size large to like a 2x and I'm looking like yo when when did this happen but thankfully over the past couple of months because I've been just trying to make small changes I'm actually one third of the way down so I'm 20 pounds out of 60 down so I was so excited about that that to see like because I will not lie I got on the scale one time and it almost said 250 pounds and I I got scared because my joints were hurting, like my body, like I'm having like back pains. And I was just like, felt like tired and slow. And nobody talks about that part. Like when you gain weight, how like people are like, oh, love yourself. And it's, it was cool. But the, the feel, I didn't feel good. I really did not feel well. Like I literally would, would eat and not feel good. And so I wouldn't have energy, like my joints and stuff were hurting. And so just to start to see those, that progress and to really deal with why I was eating so much and why I was turning to food, like the, I'm telling you, my emotional well-being has been like transformative um, with, in that regard of how I treat myself and things like that, because now I feel a whole lot better and just like learning to discover new ways to cook things and new things to eat um, has been fun too. But that's not even that's not even the answer I put for that question. The answer I put was social media, um, because uh, a lot of times, not so much like the pictures and things, but some a lot of times I'll see companies. Um, and I know there's like this one comp- this one cosmetic company where this girl, she started her company in the pandemic and it's like blown up over the in less than a year. It's like completely blown up. And I'm like, man, she has all this growth in her company. And like, our, I feel like, OK, well, our company is not scaling at the same side rate as hers. And so just like the comparison and like beating myself up once again, just that, that perfectionist mentality. And I really had to check myself because it's so easy to compare yourself to somebody else and then have that hinder how you work and how you move because you start to kind of envy what somebody else has or not appreciate where you are. And God has really brought us a whole, such a long way in our business and just in our brand. So for me to sit here and be like ungrateful or to kind of covet and envy this other person just because their business has scaled at a different rate, 
I was just like, you know, that's that's something I really had to repent for. So that was one thing I had to learn to not do is to not allow the stories of others to hinder how God's writing my story, because that's that's not my story. That's not my journey. That's their journey. And so just what my job is to stick to what God has me doing and not worry about what somebody else is doing because you don't know all the things that are going on behind the scenes all you see is a picture that they put up in an image and you don't know the backstory you don't know what's going on beneath the surface so you might be coveting something that you don't know what they had to sacrifice to get there so that was just a check for me um, to be more humble to be more appreciative and to just continue to put the work in and on what God has me doing. Cause you know, you want some success, just do what you gotta do and not worry so much about what somebody else is doing. Let me tell you something. I read something yesterday. Um, this person was saying how many followers they got, you know, within the last week or what have you. And I was just like, okay, that's good, but that's not me. And I, you know, I'm doing better when it comes to social media, but I also recognize like mm-hmm. you are. I am, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, girl. Like, like I recognize that I am not trying to be a social media influencer. Like, if God has that for me and He grows me there organically, I'm okay with that. But like that's not what I'm set out to do. And I, I think more and more I'm recognizing my purpose. You know, people are always like, what's my purpose? What should I be doing with my life? And it's just like, you know, first of all, the basics are, what does the word say? Like, are you doing what the word says? That at least get you started. But I recognize what God has for me, you know, in my life and that I'm not supposed to be, at least I don't think I'm supposed to be. He hasn't said that to me. Like, I'm not supposed to be like your Tabitha Browns or anything like that. Does, is that great for her? Yes, that's what he has for her. But I recognize that my place in the world really is, um, number one, being an advocate for the underdog. Like for people who feel as though, you know, that they have not gotten it to the place in life where they're supposed to be, you know, who feel like because of life circumstances, like they're, that they feel, that they feel counted out and are counted out. Um, like my heart really is for people who are considered the underdog and, and especially in business. Like I also see that God really does have me in a place, um, you know, to make effective change in business. And so, you know, the tablets of Browns who are these social media, YouTube superstars and phenoms. And, you know, just, there's others out there. She's just the first one that comes to my head. Like, I'm okay with not being that. And I have to recognize, you know, where God has me. Like even with Clubhouse, I had to take a Clubhouse sabbatical, not because what's happening on Clubhouse is bad, because guess what? Any avenue of social media is what you make it. If you have a bunch of drama in your life, that's because that's what you've allowed. If you go into these different rooms and these different things are happening or what have you, and you're like, oh, Clubhouse is terrible. No, it's really because you allow these different things in your life. But what I will say is like most of the rooms that I am in are dedicated to two things. Like one is relationship with God and Christ and that whole thing. And then um, like affirmation type rooms or what have you. Affirmations when it comes to God, because that stuff gets off also. And then business. 
But I also recognized that I needed to get off because I was like, well, maybe this is what it takes to, to you know, to take my business to the next level and do X, Y, and Z. And it's all great information, but you, again, have to know and be, um, you know, be flat-footed in what God has called you to. And so I was like, you know what? Clubhouse is great. I'm loving the connections and being, and I've made connections from Clubhouse that I would not have made before. But I also got to a point where I was just like, you know, I don't think that this is what God has for me. Like he doesn't want me to be a clubhouse superstar and I'm, I'm fine with that. And when I let that go um, and I still get on from time to time to listen in, because I do want to stay abreast of what, you know, of what's trending and what's necessary in business and what's up and coming. But when I let that go, two opportunities fell right in my lap because I'm more dedicated to impacting lives like, for real, for real, and not impacting lives on, you know, some stage where, you know, it, which more and more is starting to feel like a popularity contest. And that's not to say that Lipstick Coffee Jesus is not going to have our own rooms because we are, but it, for me, it really is just a reminder of like, God has you doing certain things and you don't have to be like everybody else. Like stay true to you and you're staying true to you should align with what his will is for your life. And so, yes, we'll still have our stuff on Clubhouse or whatever. But what I love about us and our, you know, and our vision and our goals and our future is more and more I'm seeing how we are, our brand is more solidified into do what God has for you. You don't have to be like everybody else. Like, that's not a good thing. You know how many people out here look like Kim K? Like, that's not good. Like, we should be able to tell the difference between you and homegirl over there. But everyone is so worried about looking, you know, looking like this or looking like that, that we get rid of the beautiful individuality that God has placed in us. And when I tell you that I'm okay not being any of those things, I'm okay. Rant over. No, it's it's real though. It's you. The only thing I'm not okay with anymore is not being myself. And so, like you said, I too. And it's funny you said that about the um, I'm like the advocate for the underdog because I definitely think that that's in my clubhouse bio that that's what lipstick coffee Jesus does. So I just thought that was really interesting. You mentioned that because I definitely think I put that in there. Um, but yeah, at this point, I am so committed to just being myself and just really settling into the fact that I am different and that we quite frankly we're all peculiar we're all unique we're all different and by God's design that's how we've been made because we each make up a part of the body and who how God makes us is useful to to ultimately upbuild and his kingdom and to show Jesus in the earth. But a lot of times when we hide who we are, then the light that God puts in us cannot shine. And that's how come a lot of us get overlooked. A lot of us get um, kind of like passed over because we don't allow God to shine through us. Cause like you said, it's not about doing all the gimmicks. It's not about doing all the things quite frankly, our lives have already been predestined. So it's like, we just have to kind of learn how to walk into what and have confidence in what God has already set before us. A lot of times we don't want those options because some of that stuff don't look glamorous. 
it's not it's being the underdogs not glamorous being the behind the scenes is not glamorous but god will take those unique perspectives and those unique situations and circumstances and use that to catapult you and not the center stage um so i am glad that I, at this point in my life i'm so concerned about what does god have for me what are the connections god has for me what are the opportunities god has for me and not getting caught up in the glitz and the glam and the what is what and what's the popular most trendiest thing but really settling into what does god have for me because at the end of the day i can chase all these things but that's not what the word says it says seek the kingdom and then the things will be added and so many times we go for the things and miss the kingdom and then live these lives that aren't satisfied we're not satisfied we're not you can't be satisfied if you're filling yourself with the wrong things um or if you're trying to fill voids with the wrong things so it's just I'm glad that I'm at that place now that I can say, OK, this is me. This these are my gifts. Stir up your gifts. Um, so like for me, I've been like trying to be more creative, trying to sing more, trying to write more, trying to do all these other these creative things that I just like let fall by the wayside because it was different. Um, and I've learned I'm noticing now that once I settle more into who I am and I settle more into my creative self, I don't have to be as practical now. That doesn't mean I'm going to go live in a box and just perform on the street corner. But, you know, it just means learn who you are, how God has made you and how he will use all your qualities to have a life and that it might not look like what you thought. And that's OK. And that's honestly what loving yourself is. It's really understanding and appreciating and embracing who you are and not fighting who you, who you are or trying to make yourself fit to be in some narrative or to occupy a certain space or to be liked by a certain group of people because you think that they are the ones that's gonna help you. It's like, it's like clout chasing. Um, and like you said, popularity, and, and it happens in a lot of different spaces, but I mean, it doesn't make sense to be popular, but not purposeful. That doesn't make sense. You fail, you fail at your life's greatest task when you do that. And so just learning to let that mentality, that perspective shift has been huge for me, huge, because I used to base my life off of what I could do, the titles, the things, the accolades, the, the levels. Um, and, but at the end of the day, that none of that matters. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, you know, I was at one point I was like, Oh, I'll, I'll die a rich auntie and it's cool. But that's just literally not what God didn't put me on this earth to have stock and friskies, wear fur coats and spoil other people's kids. I could do it. That's not what he called me to though. So, you know, at some point we just have to really embrace who we are in our path. And then learn how to flourish in our own little gardens and not covet somebody else's plot of land. Well, you right guys, over. it's been almost 54 minutes. And well, girl, we oh, girl, we didn't even. Oh, well, I wait, guess. Did we one? answer this question? We can do that. So, this like, is one be a thing long, people. What's the one? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We had to thank you for uh, entertaining our no, soapboxes you know and TED Talks. I, I, God bless you. Like this much, because we've kind of shifted a little bit. Like maybe this truly is what God has for you know someone. Like someone probably needed to hear this message because there's so much going on. Like how many different TV Too much. shows Too much. and podcasts and you know statuses and platforms and just all of these things that are here to 
you know, kind of grab our attention. And if you don't grab, if you don't allow the right thing to grab your attention, like you can just get lost in the sauce of all of it. And so, um, you know, maybe God just has us sharing these things about us, you know, that someone who really, really needs it will be able to glean for it from it. So this yeah. is definitely yeah. not a loss. Yeah. But what's our last question? Yes, my prayer. I was like, um, the last question is, what is one thing you will commit to doing to loving yourself better? Hmm. I don't remember what I said on Thursday, but I also was super tired. Not that I, huh? Well said. I said, well said. Yeah. Just say something now. <laughs> What's one thing you're going to do? Because I know I'm, I'm outside of oh, giving up cupcakes. Oh, Matter of fact, I bought two dozen uh, today and I picked them up on Saturday evening. Oh, great. I, I was going to say... God bless you. I'll be by Sunday for a cupcake. I was like, Mm-mm. what we're not going to do is go through this entire weekend without a cupcake after the week I have had. That's not happening. But, um, oh, you know what? Matter of fact, I know what I know what it was. So, um, Shonda Rhimes, as uh, Vanity kind of uh, alluded to earlier, her book, The Year of Yes, kind of came up um, when I was not on the call. Uh, someone referenced it and then I came on the call and then I ended up referencing it not recognizing that someone else did but uh, she has this book called The Year of Yes and hilariously so I didn't read the whole book because I was like "Uh you know Shauna Rhimes excellent writer excellent you know TV producer and just all around like black girl magic but I did not finish that book I read like the first 10 to 15 pages uh, but the premise was there and the premise was like she you know she kept saying no 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 and her sister asked her basically like what would life look like for you if you said yes and for me I am kind of reevaluating what the year of yes for me is not necessarily saying yes to a bunch of people but saying yes to myself when it comes to the things that are of value to me. And of course, this should be completely understood as long as it's within the will of God. But for a long time, I did not allow myself to um, to say yes to the things that I liked. So going back to what I said earlier about the bugs and the cheese or what have you, um, golf was always something that I really wanted to get into, even from um, when I was younger. Uh, but I always looked at it as though that's not something that was meant for me. Like, it's meant for, you know, white guys or white people. Um, and, but, yeah, more more so white guys than white people. But I, I always thought, like, there's no way that I could do it. And finally, I said to, I like, I said yes to myself. I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going to go get golf lessons, and we're going to go golfing. Uh, more often because it's something that you like it's something that you enjoy and I really do I completely enjoy it so I've been taking golf lessons um I'll start you when it starts to get warm I'll be going out there on the golf course and when I went to my last golf lesson I was the only black person in that whole facility well I say in it was outside but I was the only person at that whole facility and not only that the only black woman there and of course years of being in an all-white school has prepared me for that moment but I didn't feel any reason to shrink down or to 
not be who I am and to not enjoy myself just simply because I was the odd person out. And I am fully okay with more moments like that. Like I intend to tell myself, yes, not because of what, what society says my barrier should be, but because this is what I like to do. And there's so many more things that I could, you know, that I could bring up as far as that. But that is my example for like being okay with saying this is my year or not just year, but this is my mentality or lifestyle of yes. Saying yes to myself instead of creating reasons or situations and scenarios where I, I create barriers and challenges because of what others perceive, you know, of me or what have you. I'm not doing it anymore. And so for me, this year and ongoing is a lot more yeses and a, a whole heck of a lot um, less no's. So I said that I was going to continue to pursue my uh, fitness and exercise goals. Like last year, I've, I started walking and what people may or may not know that I always said that I wanted to be a runner, but I've always said that I'm, I, I can't be a runner because I'm too chubby to be a runner. But what I did last summer is I started walking and I love trails. I love hiking. I love being outside. But what I, when I first started walking, it was because I was in a Facebook group and there was a competition. And I noticed that I really liked being outside. I liked getting those miles in. I liked training. And so I started and then like the winter came and I kind of slacked off, but it was really nice this week. So I went back outside for the first time in a long time and um, still got in about four and a half miles. And my time was terrible. But just to not completely fall off the wagon for something I actually had a passion for um, and just to continue to progress and grow and improve. So uh, that was mine is that I said, you know, you want to do this. You've always wanted to do it. Uh, you've never been consistent enough with it. But now I'm at the point where um, I'm starting to be more consistent. And once springtime hits, I'll be outside again, trying to discover new trails, trying to get my time's down. I want to get to the this place where I can run like four miles and not just walk, have to walk in between, but like be able to actually run the whole time. Um, but I, it's like one step at a time, but just continuing to go out to work to improve. And like you, like there's not too many of us when I'm, when I'm out there, it's not too many of us, but that's not even the point. The point is I wanted to do something. I was actually working at it and was improving um, and the only reason why my times aren't good now is just because I haven't done it because it was cold weather. But yeah, man, it just felt good to be outside and to work on something that you wanted to do, but told yourself you couldn't. Um, it felt good to just be out there doing what you at one point thought you couldn't do. So that's what I'm committing to do is to continue to uh, pursue my fitness goals. Well, y'all, I don't know if we uh, actually met your expectations <laughs> as far as like staying on task. But what I do know is that everything that we said today is something that you likely needed. Um, it's still early in the year. It's still, you know, great opportunities to to really understand more about you and to really, you know, put yourself in a position or in a place to get ready for the rest of the year and the rest of your life. So we hope something was said or done that will carry you through, at least until our next podcast episode. 
and just remember that change is accomplished when you make daily decisions to do better. And so it's never too late, even though we're about to be in March, it's never too late to decide today I'm going to make a, a decision to do better. And so we hope that after listening to this, that wherever, wherever place that you're falling short or wherever, whatever place that you need some improvement, that you just wake up and make a daily decision that I'm going to do better. And once you start doing that, then you'll look back and say, wow, I've made a great stride simply because you started with that daily decision. So we love you all. Have a wonderful evening, weekend, all that. Um, like I said, we'll be posting these. So stay tuned to our social media. Um, we'll be posting these as prompts so that you can work through the questions yourself. And hopefully by the end of this, you will have felt more, more love and more uh, assurance in who you are as a person. So have a good night, everyone. Love we love all. you. Oh, you know what? Did not what? tell them where, yeah. you can, where they can find our products. You all can find our products and our different coffees and teas at www.lipstickcoffeejesus.com. If you want to reach us on Instagram, lipstickcoffeejesus19. And for our Facebook followers, lipstickcoffeejesus. We will talk to you all later. Good night. Bye.